On July 14, 1986, 54-year-old Betty Gentry raced back to her North Carolina home after hearing tragic news. Her 48-year-old husband, Harold, was dead after someone shot him six times. Harold's brother, Al, was ready to comfort his sister-in-law, but he was stunned when Betty's first words weren't wails of grief. Instead, they were stark denials. Betty insisted that she was out of town in Georgia and had nothing to do with Harold's murder. Betty was defensive, too defensive. Al began to wonder if his brother's troubled marriage had taken a sinister turn. His suspicions eventually uncovered a dark truth. Harold wasn't Betty's first dead husband, or her second, or her third. And he wouldn't be Betty's last dead husband either. Welcome to Black Widow Watch. Like the deadly spider they're named for, many female criminals have used the promise of love to trap and kill their victims. These men believed they'd found the person they would spend their lives with. Instead, they had wandered right into the web of a deadly predator. Throughout this month, I'm taking a look at the world's most notorious black widows. In these episodes, I'll uncover what made these women decide to murder the people they'd vowed to love and cherish. We'll detail the specific methods they used to carry out these ends. And finally, we'll explore what made their respective prey susceptible to the charms of a predator in disguise. Today, we're discussing Betty Newmar, while she was never officially convicted of any murders, the marital mayhem that followed her for 50 years has led some to call her the Black Widow Granny. More on Betty Newmar after this. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Now back to our Black Widow. Thirty-six-year-old Betty Johnson met 29-year-old Harold Gentry in Florida in 1968. Though Ohio-born Betty had two young kids and an ex-husband who died of cancer, Harold didn't care about her past. He just wanted a future together. After the couple had a daughter and Harold retired from the Army, they moved to his hometown of Norwood, North Carolina. Betty was a waitress and bus driver, while Harold drove a delivery truck. By July 1986, their marriage soured, possibly because of Betty's spending, or possibly because Harold was seeing another woman. After asking him to move out, Betty left for a trip to Augusta, Georgia. It was the last time she saw Harold before he was murdered. Harold's killer was never caught, and 54-year-old Betty wasn't a suspect because she was out of town. The widow collected $20,000 from Harold's life insurance policy and moved away. 
While Harold's brother Al began to suspect that the money was on Betty's mind the whole time. For years, Al pestered North Carolina police with his theory that Betty paid someone else to kill Harold. After two decades, his hunch paid off. Police found proof that in 1986, Betty tried to pay three different men to assassinate Harold, including a retired policeman. The hitman's identity remained unknown, but it was enough evidence for police to arrest 76-year-old Betty for solicitation of murder. The image of cops slapping cuffs on a little old grandmother caused a sensation, which only grew when a probe into Betty's life revealed her past was littered with dead husbands. 18-year-old Betty married Clarence Malone in Ohio in 1950 and had a son named Gary, but in 1952, she filed a domestic abuse claim and divorced him. Clarence was shot to death in 1970, and Betty wasn't suspected because it was long after she left him and Ohio. Still, the story revealed Betty's penchant for lies. Even before Clarence was killed, Betty told people he died of cancer. She next married James Flynn, who died of unknown causes in New York in 1955. In 2008, Betty told some investigators James was shot on a pier, but told others he was an alcoholic who froze to death in his truck. Maybe elderly Betty was struggling with her memory, or maybe she was scrambling for a cover-up. Her third husband's death seemed to make sense. Richard Sills was a Navy sailor who Betty married while working as a beautician in Florida. The alleged alcoholic died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in the mid-1960s. At the time, Betty said she and Richard were arguing when he took his gun and shot himself in the side. In 2008, police dug up a coroner's report that showed Richard may have died from two bullet wounds to the heart and liver. It looked less like suicide and more like murder. But when interrogated, Betty stuck to her guns. She was innocent. The next death in her life was far more tragic, when her troubled 33-year-old son Gary shot himself in 1985. Gary had a wife, but Betty collected a minimum of $10,000 from his life insurance policy, a year before getting $20,000 from Harold's. After Harold's death, Betty started over as a hairdresser in Augusta, Georgia. In 1991, she married 63-year-old widower and retired Army officer John Newmar. Newmar's adult children felt Betty was cold and territorial and worried about her power over their father. Their suspicions may have been correct. In 2000, John and Betty filed for bankruptcy after they spent all of John's savings and allegedly racked up $200,000 in debt on 43 credit cards. In October 2007, 79-year-old John suddenly developed a serious infection. He eventually died from sepsis. His children were stunned to learn their father was dead when they read his obituary in a newspaper. 
Betty never bothered to tell them, and she even had John cremated against their wishes. A few months after John's death in 2008, the law caught up to Betty and arrested her for plotting to kill Harold Gentry. Police searched for rat poison and other chemicals at her home and wondered if John Newmar's recent death was a murder too. So they had John's ashes sent to forensic analysts for testing. Frustratingly, nobody could prove John was poisoned and nobody could prove he wasn't either. Arsenic poisoning could have caused the abnormalities analysts found, but so could sepsis. A thorough autopsy on an actual body would have helped, but thanks to Betty, all that was left of John Newmar was ashes. In late 2008, Betty Newmar was released on a bail bond, though evidence against her in Harold Gentry's murder was solid. 79-year-old Betty died of cancer on June 13, 2011, before a trial could be set. The investigation died with her, too. Betty's children claimed she was a strong woman who weathered a tough life. Betty's in-laws called her a cold-blooded murderer who used men for money. Of course, both sides of the story could be true. In an interview before her death, Betty was asked why her lovers all died so mysteriously. Our potential black widow calmly replied, I cannot control when somebody dies. That's God's work. And if he got ready to take me tonight, I couldn't say no. Whenever it's your turn to go, it's your turn. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow to examine the twisted web of yet another Black Widow. For more villainous women, you can catch episodes of Female Criminals for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. 